Restoration Church family, welcome to the house of the Lord today. We also want to welcome our online audience. We consider you just as much a part of this church as those of us who are physically here. And Father God, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that there is no time or distance in the Spirit. So we just release the same presence of God that will be here in this house today. We release it to those online in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for an anointing today that will destroy every yoke of bondage. And we decree, Lord, that your word will go forth in power. It will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish what you said it to accomplish so get your expectancy up for whatever you need because God knows and he's gonna meet you right where you are hallelujah
Come on, let's give him some praise today. Today is Baptism Sunday, and if you signed up to be baptized, I want to encourage you to go right now and meet Carrie Christmas and Stacy Lawson. They're right here over on this side of the stage. Please go with them, and they're going to take you to prepare for your baptism. God bless you.
in the waters of baptism. It's a very, very important part of your walk as a believer. And even Jesus Christ was buried in waters of baptism. And when he was buried in the water, he arose and the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And I believe as these men and women of God have received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior today, Today, the Spirit of God will descend upon them in waters of baptism. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This is Wesley, and he's nine years old. Wesley, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Wesley, upon the profession of your faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ as your personal Savior upon your profession of faith upon your profession of faith I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Robert, he's 30 years old. He's received Jesus as his personal Savior upon your profession of faith. I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
is beautiful Christina. She's a member of our church. She has a beautiful daughter and husband. Christina, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Because of your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. from Iowa today. He and his wife are celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary here at Regeneration Nashville. Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Michael, because of your profession of faith, I'm going to need some help, I think, with this one. <laughs> Everybody's thinking it, right? So, Michael, upon your profession of faith, I now baptize you She's married to Michael, and they're from Iowa. Have you received Jesus Christ? Yes, go ahead, church. Receive Jesus as your personal Savior. Because of your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Lola. I'm gonna lift her up. She's seven years old and she's received Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. Take a deep 
but because of your profession of faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord is my shepherd. He goes before.
feel him holding you close right now. Play a little hammer. Amen. He is the same God that healed back then, that heals now. He's the same God that delivers, sets people free back then, and he is doing it right now. Do you believe it? Amen. Amen. You can be seated. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever you need today, he is here to meet every need. If you can get it in your spirit, whatever it is that you need, if you can get it in your spirit, you can hold it in your hand. Amen. I am here to give you all a few announcements. Our monthly prayer is July the 2nd, 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. It's on a Saturday, and it'll be right here, here at Cornerstone. Also, our quarterly fast Fasting and praying is July 7th, 8th, and 9th. Every evening we will meet at Brick Church Pike in the sanctuary. On the 9th at 5.35, we will serve communion. That's kind of how we do it. The last day of our prayer and fasting, we do communion. Elijah Co. is coming up August the 11th, 12th, and 13th. And we want you to register for that. It's going to be a wonderful time together. So, um, also, I got a big announcement to give you an important announcement is that when you leave today, the traffic, all traffic must turn right, right only. There's been a situation to the left going out of our church that they said it's going to take several hours to fix. So we want to encourage y'all telling you now, take a right when you leave the church parking lot today. 
Amen. Good afternoon, Regeneration Church. How's everybody doing today? Amen. I got good news for you guys today. We win. Right? We win. It's that easy. This past week, I've had so many people say to me, there's like, what about the gas prices? And what about inflation? And what are we going to do about all these things? The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower, right? So if you're a sower today, you don't have to worry about that. Or if you become a sower today, then you don't have to worry about that because God will supply all of your needs. He will open up the windows of heaven and you will get a blessing. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and if you could stand with me. As you guys know, every week we do our declaration. And I'm going to scoot up closer here just so I can get closer to that screen right there. Because that's just how old I'm getting. All right. So together, loud and proud. Here we go. Ready? Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Amen. Ushers, if you can go ahead and come forward, serve the people. God bless. Good afternoon. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. Has anybody told you they love you yet today? I love you. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to pause right here and praise God. Praise God that Roe versus Wade was overturned. Somebody give God a shout. Give God a shout. is faithful to complete it. He's gonna take it all the way. Can you say amen? Why don't you find somebody, hug them, and tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord. I have met some wonderful people in the house. I want to just acknowledge, we have friends that have come from El Paso, Texas. Stand and let us welcome El Paso, Texas. We're glad to have you here. They told us today they're relocating to Nashville to be at Regeneration Nashville. We're honored to have you. God bless you. Uh, let's see, I, well, there's a couple here from Michigan that they are celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. Stand and let us welcome Michigan. So honored to have you. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Kent and I, we're celebrating our 50, 50 year anniversary. It's not for 15 more years, but we decided we'd go ahead and celebrate right now. Uh, we're honored to have you. Uh, let's see, uh, who else do I have? 
What? Louisiana, stand up, Louisiana. Let us welcome you, my home state. Yeah. Gumbo, etouffee, and jambalaya. We're happy to have you. God bless you. Uh, so it sounds kind of like a song. Crawfish pie, filet gumbo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who else do we have visiting today? Others? Missouri, stand up, Missouri. Hi there, welcome. I heard you, Ohio. Where's Ohio? Stand up and let us welcome Ohio. God bless you. Happy to have you here. Oh, what is it? Delaware. Stand up, Delaware. We're glad to have you. Beautiful woman of God there. So happy to have you. Uh, anybody else? West Virginia. Go ahead. Wow. Thank you for being here today. Honored to have you. Are you, are you all together? Man, did y'all bring a minivan or a bus or, yeah, two cars. Well, we're honored to have you at Regeneration Nashville. And there are, uh, there's a, a whole family here from the Tri-Cities area, the Kingsport, Tennessee area. That's a long ways. We welcome you today. Thank you for being here. You met the couple from Iowa that we baptized here just a few moments ago, and they're celebrating their 40-year wedding anniversary, and I think that's awesome. Wanna be in the house of God to celebrate. That's amazing. Anybody else? Minnesota, stand up, Minnesota. Let us welcome you. Welcome. So glad to have you. Anybody else? What? Chicago, welcome Chicago, stand up Illinois, glad to have you, honored that you are here, um, anybody else, oh yes, okay, so Arizona first, stand up Arizona, let us welcome you, and, and Alaska, right, and they go from church to church all over the country, and they've stopped at Regeneration Nashville. We're honored to have you. God bless you. And so did I hear? New Mexico. Is it hotter here than it is in New Mexico? Yeah. So, so my dad said one time it was so hot that he saw, saw a hound dog chasing a rabbit. And they were both walking. Never mind. Never mind. So, oh, but let me welcome you, stand up. New Mexico, stand up, let us welcome you. We're glad to have you. Anybody else? North Carolina, welcome North Carolina. We're glad to have you. So in the face of the devil today, in the face of the enemy, I wanna do our most favorite thing to do, and that is dedicate a baby to the Lord. Can we do that? Come on, Pastor Kent. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a praise. We're gonna dedicate our children in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah! Yeah! Hallelujah! Amen. Aren't they beautiful? Look at this. This is Timothy, right? Deluca. 
Delusia. Who's right. this? This is John Paul Delusia. How old are you, my darling? He ain't telling you. How old? He's four. Well, he's handsome too. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to start off today by saying that um, in the Old Testament, uh, the reason God said he, he said, I'm giving you the land of Canaan and I'm vomiting out its inhabitants. And one of the main reasons he did, he says, because they dedicate their children to Baal and they burn them alive. So today we are going to reverse that process. Amen. Um, what you're doing today is a powerful thing because it has far reaching effect into the future of this child. And uh, the Bible says that um, children are the heritage of the Lord, which simply means, heritage means possession and property. So when God formed this child, this child belonged to God. And God presented this child to you as parents because he believes that you're going to take care of his property. So in the New Testament, the Bible says that when Jesus was born, and I was thinking about this this morning as I was praying, what must it have been like for Jesus when he began to come out of the womb of that teenage girl? Heaven knew what was happening. And though it was a natural process when the head of Jesus crowned that womb and God came out of the womb, God was presenting to mankind. No wonder the Bible says the angels begin to cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And so God presents his child to you. And the scripture says that Mary and Joseph then took Jesus, I think it was on the eighth day, and they presented Jesus back to God. They gave God back his property because when you give God back his property, then he's responsible for it. And so with all of the evils that are in the world today, by dedicating this child to the Lord, we're putting a fence of protection around it. Your responsibility as mom and dad the Bible says to teach your children. The best way to teach them is by example. Let them hear you pray. Let them see you sit in the chair and read the word and then come up and say, Daddy, what you reading? Mama, what are you reading? And you begin to tell them about Jesus. So today we're going to take this little emaciated baby. <laughs> Think he'd let me hold him. Let's try it, see what happens. Amen. Hey, Timothy. Hey, big guy. Yeah. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this baby. And now, God, I present Timothy, Lord, along with his parents, we present Timothy to you. God, we're giving back to you this precious child. Lord, and the innocence that's in him, I pray the Holy Spirit would preserve forever. And I pray, God, for this father 
and God, this mother, that the wisdom of the Lord, God, that's already on them would increase and that, Lord, they would be able to raise this child up. Amen. In the ways of the Holy Spirit. Now, God, we bless this home. God, I bless this baby. Hallelujah. And God, we declare that this day there is divine protection around Timothy. And in the name of the Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Babies always determine how long you pray. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Um, I have some notes, and I have an idea where God wants us to go here. Um, and so we're just going to kind of jump in here and, and see what the Lord wants to say. I'm going to be reading uh, several verses throughout this message, but I want to start in the book of Revelations in verse 4. In fact, let's start with verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. That's powerful. God himself shall be with them and be their God. And this is the verse I want us to remember. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, Neither shall there be any pain, for the former things are passed away. I also wanted to welcome uh, Pastor Hans Hess. He's one of my best friends. He's part of the covering in this church along with Pastor Harry. Last week, Harry and, and Pastor Harry and Sandra drove like 300 and some miles after preaching Sunday morning to get here for our service, and Pastor Hans has already preached three times today and just barely got here in time for this, so I honor the man of God for being here. Heaven uh, must be an extraordinary place. It's where God lives. And in heaven, uh, when there's not a whole lot we know about heaven. If God would explain to us or show us heaven, everybody would get saved. Because we can't comprehend the greatness of heaven. The reason God doesn't let us see heaven is because he does not want its blessings to influence our choice. Same reason he doesn't show us hell. If God showed all human beings hell and the torment that's there, everybody would give their heart to the Lord. But God wants you to serve him because you love him, not because you're trying to get something or avoid something. And so when I think about heaven where God lives, one of the things that we know about heaven is there's no time. 
So God doesn't operate in time. Everything you and I do as human beings is affected by time. This service was affected by time. We came at a certain time because we knew it was going to start. But with God, there's neither beginning or end. He is just I am that I am. That's why he said, I have no beginning, I have no end, I am Alpha and the Omega. He said, I am all in all. So no wonder God can look at a thousand years of our time and say, oh, that's just a day. Because he's not affected by time. He doesn't think in the restraints of time. Because with God, there is no time because there is no death. The only reason time exists is because death exists. But if nothing never dies, then there is no end to it. But in our world, we have time because we have death. But in heaven, nothing dies. Last night, uh, and I know this is going to make us sound like a sap, but um, my wife said, it looks like there's something in a pool swimming. And I went, we went out there, and there was a little mouse. He had fallen in the pool, and he was so exhausted, and he couldn't figure out how to get out. So I got my little net out, and I scooped him out, and I put him in the grass, and he just lay there recovering, because I hate death. The closer you get to God, the more you're going to hate death. This is why I rejoice in Roe versus Wade being reversed is simply because it kills, it kills the baby, kills the child, it kills life, it kills something that God creates in the womb. And um, I can promise you this, that this is just the beginning of what we're seeing. This is where we're going with this message. But in heaven, there will be no sorrow, no pain, no death, no tormenting memories, and the former things will not be remembered. So when you start thinking in the realm of heaven, it is an incredible place. And one day you and I are going to be there when the trumpet sounds. And I think personally, probably it's a few short years that we are close to the coming of the Lord, to the rapture of the church, and that we're going to leave the earth, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And there won't be any pain, there won't be any grief, there won't be any sorrow, there won't be any divorce, there won't be any Alzheimer's, there won't be any debt, there won't be any unforgiveness, there won't be any uh, sleep apnea, there won't be any insomnia, hallelujah, there won't be any torment, there won't be obesity, there won't be be uncontrollable appetites. There won't be torment with pornography. There won't be hatred. There won't be murder. There won't be un, uh, un, un, unheralded gospel, but it will be released by the power of the Lord. So when we think about heaven, it's an amazing place. Revelation 7, 16 says that in heaven, we shall no longer hunger and thirst. 
Revelation 21.5 says, in heaven, he says, behold, I make all things new. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, he said this, in heaven, there will be no sin. Can you imagine having church where everybody in the building is absolutely righteous? Can you imagine being in the presence of the Lord, but there are no demons lurking around because in heaven, every demon and every devil and Satan himself will be bound and cast into the lake of fire and there will only be freedom and beauty and liberty. And then when you sing, our God is an awesome God, you think we're moving in the spirit now. You wait till you get on to the other side where there is no sorrow. There is no pain. There is no atheism. There is no devil. There is no sickness. There is no funeral. But it's just the glory of God and life forevermore. When you read in Matthew, the sixth chapter, Jesus, they're asking him how to pray. And he said, after this manner, therefore pray ye. This is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. He said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then he says this, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. In fact, I didn't realize this, so I looked it up studying the word kingdom. Remember the Bible talks about that the enemy will bruise his heel, but Christ will bruise his head, and that all things are put under our feet. When you look up the original meaning of the word kingdom, it means the sole of the foot. So when he says Thy kingdom come, the sole of thy foot come. Because he's standing on the head of the devil. So when he's praying, he said, you pray this, thy kingdom come and thy will be done in the earth like it already is in heaven. So that got me to thinking, if Jesus says it's possible to pray for heaven to be in the earth, then it means there's another level or realm that you and I can walk in where there's no sorrow, no pain, no sickness, no disease, no discouragement, no depression. You say, but how can that be? Because it's not in heaven. And Jesus said, Father, thy will be done in the earth like it already is in heaven. Now, there is a place that God is trying to bring you and I to. And if we could get a revelation of the authority of the Holy Ghost, and whatever you bind in the earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose in the earth is loosed in heaven. God raised you up under the authority of the Holy Ghost to look the devil in the eye and say, not so. You say, but pastor, you know, we're in an earthly realm. 
But Ephesians, the second chapter, says that when you and I were born again, that God took us and he made us not to visit, but to sit in heavenly places. I believe that many times when we are encountering some real difficulties, not all the time, and I I need to stop and address this very quickly. Last week, and I wasn't going to, but I felt prompt in the Holy Ghost. Last week, I was talking about signing and that the church has got to a place that we have to have signing in the church because we have people that are deaf and we can't get them healed, so we're signing. I was not attacking deaf people. I was attacking the weakness of the church. And I'm all for having signing in a church if we can't get them healed, all right? But I also know there is a heavenly place where Jesus went over to a man that was deaf and dumb, touched him. The Bible said he unstopped his ears and took the string off of his tongue and he was healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Whenever you try to look like the world, you will stop looking like heaven. And whenever you try to make the world like your church, you lose the power of God and you step out of the realm of the heavenly position that God intended us to walk in and you step into the realm where the devil rules and reigns. The Bible says the devil is the prince and the power of the air. The only reason Roe versus Way has been reversed is because God in these next few hours is taking the church into another dimension. Churches just like this are making a difference by the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't think for a moment hell is not stirred up. But can I tell you, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You can walk in a different realm. And so Christ created you and I to live in the dimension of heaven. Even though, we know, we've made the statements, it's like heaven on earth, but it's a biblical principle. So I want us to go for a little bit to the book of Deuteronomy because I think this will help us. Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter, And we're just going to read some verses here. Let's start with verse 8. Therefore shall ye keep all the commandments which I command you this day, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land, whether you go in to possess it, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give unto them and to their seed a land that floweth with milk and honey. Let's go all the way down to verse 21. That your days may be multiplied and the days of your children 
in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them, and it will be days of heaven upon the earth. All right, prophetically, where are we in the church? We're really close to the second coming of the Lord. Now, for a lot of years, we've watched evil erode the church. And then all of a sudden, in the last couple of years, it's like when hell stepped in and unleashed the big guns, starting with the coronavirus, God said, fine. Out of that, I'm going to begin to birth powerful people. This church, <clears throat> God birthed Regeneration Nashville. I've never pastored this church before, up until the last year and a half. The church that I pastored died, called Resting Place. And God, what you're seeing right now, nobody did but God. We didn't do this with church growth. We didn't do this with newfangled ideas. We didn't do it with talent. We weren't lucky. It's just a sovereign time where God said, I need a God portal in this region. And then God begins to move on people all over the United States to start moving here. Doesn't, I've never heard of anything like that in my life. I mean, every Sunday, it doesn't matter, almost the four corners of the United States are in this building. It's like God saying, see, I can do this in the midst of when they say the church is dying. Look what I'm doing. So what we are experiencing is this. In the spirit realm, I believe that the corporate church is coming out of Egypt and we are coming into our inheritance and we are going to possess the land of Canaan. It's interesting that Roe versus Wade was accomplished under a democratic illegal government. To my dying breath, I will always say it's illegal. Make no apologies for that. Everybody knows it was illegal. Write the letters. I just throw them in a trash anyway. For all of you morons that keep writing me stuff and think I'm going to read a four-page letter while you just blister me, I got news for you. You're wasting your ink because it's going in the garbage. I'm not dumb enough to sit there at my desk and read your stuff. Now, I thank God for the godly men and women that love the Lord, but can I tell you, there are two sides to this. There is no detente. We're not compromising. I'm not looking to be your friend. I'm looking to be what Jesus said. I have come to divide and bring the sword of the Lord in the spirit of the realm of God. We are against abortion. We will not bow down to it. We're against the evil in this land. We're against Disney. And I need to address that. I feel this unction of the Holy Ghost. Disney just came out and said, we will pay all the expenses of any of our employees that want to travel to another state to get an abortion. Every Christian needs to stop going to Disneyland and Disney World. Because you are funding something 
that has taken the lives of children. The problem with the church being so weak is we have been so silent and we would not take a stand for anything. God has said, do I have anybody in this land that will finally stand up against evil and declare great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. It's interesting to me that a company that built their business on the lives of children is the very company that's trying to take them out. Egypt was not Israel's inheritance. And what we're living in is not the inheritance of the church. This nation was not brought in by ungodly atheistic men and women, uh, but from Ben Franklin to George Washington, they were men who knew the glory of God uh, and stood for the written word of the Lord. Uh, This is not a suggestion. Uh, This is the living incarnate word of the Lord. Uh, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. So God told him, he said, I'm bringing you out of the iron furnace. And he said, I'm bringing you to in your inheritance. And he said, where I'm bringing you, it's going to be like heaven on the earth. Most people never thought we would see what we've seen. But I can tell you this, this is just the beginning of God reversing stuff. Why? Because the church has to go out in victory. And when you read the story of Israel and Egypt, it is such a parallel prophetically to the time of the church and the hour that we're in. So the Lord speaks to him. He said, all right, where I'm bringing you is going to be like days of heaven on the earth. In verse 10 of chapter 11, he says, for the land that you're going in to possess it. No, the Lord said, he said, I'm I'm bringing you there, but he said, you're going to have to possess it. Christians have missed this. Just pray the Lord will do this for me. Possess it. Go after it. Declare it. In the name of the Lord, you have God-given right to bind demon spirits. The Lord says, so the land that I'm giving you to go in and possess is not as the land of Egypt where you came out, where you sowed the seed and you watered it with your foot like a garden. What he was talking about was Egypt was a really flat land. Most of it was very, very flat. There were hardly any mountains. And most of Egypt, even today, when you look at Egypt, its inhabitants and the green that you see is along the Nile River. And for them to have anything that, that, that would grow, they had to come up with this contraption of an irrigation concept where they would have to pump it with their foot, the water out of the Nile, to come up into the garden. God said, where I'm bringing you is not like the land of Egypt. He said, you will no longer by your own strength try to create growth. 
He said, but the land where you're going to possess is a land of hills and valleys, and it drinks water of the rain of heaven, a land which the Lord thy God cares for. The eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon him from the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. Where we are moving into is no longer going to require our effort to try to create the glory and the move of God. I told the Lord, I said, okay, I can bring people up on this platform. I can anoint them with oil and I can pray the prayer of faith, but you still are going to have to do the miracle. And we are coming into a place for so long. It feels like we've had to pump the move of the Lord. Can God just give us a breakthrough? Give us a breakthrough. But when you step over into a dimension where the days of heaven are upon the earth, before you ever get into the parking lot, while you're in your car, the power of God begins to settle down upon you that when you walk into the building, there's already a shout. What is that? That's not man-made. That's not hype. But that is the days of heaven on the earth where the former rain and the latter rain is being poured out from heaven upon God's people. We have to start, stop thinking in terms of we're like everybody in the earth. No, we're not. The church is different. The church is light. The moment that all of these churches decided that the only way they could grow was to get rid of the Holy Spirit and put him in a back room, you just became captive by the enemy. I was talking with a dear pastor friend of mine this week in Canada, and he said, Brother Kenny, he said, we can't preach like you preach in America. He said, because they will come into the church, they're monitoring what we preach, and they will arrest us for hate, speaking hate. He said, I have a pastor friend right now that is in jail because his daughter decided that she was non-gender, and he would not address her by her non-gender title. And she reported to him to the police. And when he went before the judge, the judge looked at him and said, Sir, you have emotionally beat your daughter. And he said, it is no different than if you took a whip and beat her. And he said, I'm going to treat you the same way as if you physically abused her because you refused to address her by her non-gender title and you have emotionally, physically, or emotionally abused her. And he said, I'm putting you in prison for your stance. <clears throat> Hear me by the Spirit. The only way that we're going to stop this evil is by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, it's been so long since we've seen it. 
When Peter was in prison, the Bible said they prayed and God shook the foundations of the prisons and Peter walked out by the visitation of an angel. This hour that we're in, hallelujah, hear me by the spirit. There is a Holy Ghost mandate from heaven that is breaking physical debt off of my people, says the Lord. And for all the years that you tithed and for all the years that you gave sacrificially, saith God, I am now opening the windows of heaven upon you. Not only am I breaking the debt off of you, get ready for the next 18 months. Heaven is being opened over godly men and women and the house of the Lord. And I'm going to make the ungodly begin to write checks. I'm going to make the ungodly begin to give away property and buildings and houses. This house, saith the Lord, will never be in bondage of debt. For I, thy God, have called the days of heaven upon this sanctuary in the name of the Lord. I lift off of you the curse of the enemy. What you have seen with Roe versus Way is just the beginning, saith God. For the devil has challenged me and I have stood to my feet and said, I accept the challenge. I am going to reverse, saith God. I'm going to change laws. I'm going to cause the evil to stand in amazement and say, how did we let this happen? It is not my might and it is not my power, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. May God loose divine healing on them to the sound of my voice that every malady, every infirmity, every disease I curse in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I blow upon you the breath of God and from side to side and in the balcony, we declare the healing power of the Lord. God says I am not letting my church have to sneak out of the world. And when the rapture takes place, I am not taking her out because she could not survive the days that she was in. But when I take the church out and the trumpet sounds, saith God, there will be victory in the earth and there will be light in the evening time, saith the Lord. For your eyes shall behold the days of heaven are coming upon the earth. What you saw this week is just a taste of that which I am getting ready to do because I am God, saith the Lord. I am now increasing the church and as the favor has been upon the world, now saith God, I am loosing favor, favor, favor upon the church of the Most High. And though the lukewarm will say, how is this? God says, I will not let the lukewarm be a part of this, but I am even going to touch CEOs. I am going to touch wealthy. I'm going to touch professors. I'm going to touch doctors. I'm going to touch the educated, saith God, and they will begin to come into the house of the Lord. And those that compromise will say, how did you do this? And we will say, we didn't. God loose, hallelujah, the days of heaven upon the earth. Shout, says God, for this is the greatest hour that you have ever lived in. And the hand of God and the favor of God is upon you. And the church is alive and well saith the Lord. 
going to come so fast, says the Lord, that you will hardly be able to keep up with it. This is not by the foot, but this is by the Spirit of the Lord. Hebrews 4.10 says this, that when you enter into God's rest, you cease from your own labors. Hallelujah. I just, I declare in the spirit for all of you that have moved here and all of those that are coming, and they're coming, says the God, by the thousands. I lose housing. Hallelujah. Haya mama sandai. I lose housing for you. Maya, my boy, I feel this in the spirit of the Lord. The Lord says, I will go before you and I will prepare a place for you. I loose it in the name of the Lord. I declare homes for you that you should not have. I declare businesses for you that nobody said you should be able to own. I loose it by the spirit of the Lord. This we for so long, and, I, and I've done this for years, trying to make it happen until you become so weary. I've, I'm pretty sure financially if I had been able when I was 65 and still struggling after all of those years of preaching and finally deciding that I couldn't make it happen, I would have retired. And God... Sometimes God will keep things from you so you won't deviate from his purpose. But what happens is we get weary. We get worn out. Sometimes, though, becoming worn out is a good thing because you finally just sit down and say, I give up. And then the Lord says, that's what I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for. If you've tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. That's a dumb song. If you've tried Jesus first, you won't have to try everything else because you've tried Jesus. When a man enters into the rest of God, I have people say, Brother Ken, how'd you do this? I go, I don't know. Just God. Just God. I would have never been picked by anybody for this. But it's just God. When your families, boy, and I hear this by the Spirit, y'all are going to have relatives and friends that are going to come to you and say, how'd you do this? How'd you get this? You go, we don't know. It just happened. We just got a call. They said, we want to give you this. Just got a call, said, we're shutting down our church. We want to give you the property. We want to give you the building. And you say, well, how much do you want for it? They say, it's free. Canaan is a type of the Holy Ghost. The days of heaven on the earth work because of the power of the Holy Ghost. 
I think one of the reasons God picked me to be leader of this is because I love the Holy Ghost. I love talking in tongues. I love praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed of the power of the Holy Ghost. I've watched the Holy Ghost set Joshua free from homosexuality. I've watched the Holy Ghost heal cancer. I've watched the Holy Ghost break the devourer. I've watched the Holy Ghost put marriages back together. Can I tell you, we are not living. We are coming out of Egypt. And hell has had us locked up for all such a long time and the Lord said you're coming out you're coming out you're coming out and for the next two years saith the Lord there is a Canaan anointing in the United States of America and God said as the revival begins to come out of the United States it will flow out of this nation across the oceans across the continent until the entire earth is baptized with a Canaan and anointing by the power of the Lord. What the enemy does not realize, they thought the battle was fought in the natural. And God, I was hearing this in the spirit this morning today in prayer. The Lord said, the battle's in the heavenlies right now. This is not being fought by natural weapons. This thing is being fought by the power of the Holy Ghost. We got Supreme Court justices that normally would vote even though they were appointed by conservative presidents, they have voted for liberal agendas. And I thought for sure they would swing that way. And yet God takes men from John Roberts on that haven't voted for us for months and changes the atmosphere. And they're probably trying to figure out, why did I vote that way? Because the Lord put it in their spirit. I'm telling you by the spirit of the Lord, you need to change the way that you're thinking. You are coming out of Egypt. You are no longer a prisoner. You are no longer a slave. I break the slave mentality off of the church today. You got to start thinking like a free man. You don't have to ask permission. Can I walk in the spirit of the Lord? We don't need the permission of the enemy, of our master. We got a new master. Paul said, oh, I am a slave of the master. Jesus Christ, the righteous. May God so get in your spirit that you look at the devil and say, I don't answer to you. You answer to me. I have all authority in heaven and earth over the powers of darkness. Verse 14, he said, I'll give you the rain of your land in your due season, the first rain, the latter rain, that you may gather in the corn, the wine, and the oil. That's a type of the Holy Ghost. And no wonder the enemy has come after the baptism of the Holy Spirit so strong in the earth. It's because it is the key to the last harvest. Hear me. It's not enough for someone just to say, I accept Christ as my personal Savior when they have been hooked on pornography for 15 years. They're going to walk back out 
saying I gave my heart to Christ and they can't figure out why I'm sitting in front of the computer again. I remember being in services where when they gave their heart to the Lord, they didn't sign a paper and walk out, but we prayed for them until all of a sudden the Holy Ghost got a hold of them by the power of the Spirit. May God set you free today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need power inside of you. And God is saying this move is an outpouring of what Joel said in the last day, saith the Lord, will I pour out my spirit on all flesh? I believe that God has stood up and is beginning to blow on the earth as he did on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. I believe that what we saw in the 50s, what we saw in Azusa, they were times where God poured out great portions of his spirit. But the Lord would say today that what I am pouring out now, when I am done, there will be nothing left in the vessel. The Lord says, I am emptying out heaven in this hour upon the body of Christ. And what different decades and different centuries have exhibited and enjoyed from Martin Luther to faith. Hallelujah. On down through Wesley Brothers and the different ones, even into the healing revivals. But this hour, saith the Lord, I am holding nothing back. On the right hand and on the left hand, saith God, while your children are being filled with the Holy Ghost. I, thy God, am going to loose it even in your colleges, the strongholds. For years, saith the Lord, I have moved inside the four walls of the church, and there have been glorious times. But this move, saith the Lord, is not inside the church, but it is inside the strongholds that the enemy has said were impenetrable and could not be invaded. I am invading, saith God, the strongholds of the earth, every place where the devil said you cannot touch it. I'm going to invade your secular colleges. I'm going to invade your high schools. I'm going to invade your political realms. I'm going to invade your hospitals. I'm going to invade your clinics, saith the Lord. And I'm going to tip up the vessel of the glory of God that when I'm done, there will be nothing left in the vessel because the days of heaven are going to be loosed in the earth by the power of God. I have just let you taste saith God, but I am getting ready to release such an anointing upon thee that even before this year's out, you will look back and say, oh my, look what the Lord has done. And the wicked will shake their head and say, how can this be? And the righteous will say, our God is an awesome God. And he came through in the midnight hour. It is possible to have heaven in the earth right now. I can guarantee the man that had not walked and was lame for 38 years at the pool when Jesus touched him and he's running around leaping, he felt like he was in heaven. Hallelujah. Man, I shaya mambo soria sande. Hallelujah. Kaya mama sondoria sande. Hallelujah.
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. May God touch your spirits right now to be able to see in the Holy Ghost. I, will, I would not call you, I don't not embarrass you, but I'm telling you, there's some of you that are, you're in bondage right now by addictions. There are some in this house that you're in bondage to pornography. There are some of you that are in addiction to prescription pills, and yet you love God. I loose in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, the word of God. And I break this thing off of you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And I, I want to address a point because um, I've gotten quite a bit of feedback on this, a lot of it negative from people because they said I prophesied that God's going to send a death angel to the earth. Yes, I did. Don't back up on it. And I'm thinking, if you don't believe in God and you don't believe in the Bible, why would you care for some little preacher in Nashville that says that when you don't think it's going to happen? What's the big deal? You know, I don't listen to anything other people say that I don't have any confidence in. But one of the things that made the transition when God took Israel out of Egypt because they didn't want to let him go, and he's bringing Israel into Canaan, was he said, I'm going to fulfill the law of sowing and reaping. And if you remember, when the deliverer was born... Moses, Pharaoh sent out an edict to kill all the male babies. God waited 80 years to pay him back. And when Israel got ready to walk into her inheritance, God loosed the law of sowing and reaping, and he sent a death angel into the land of Egypt and begin to kill the firstborn in Egypt. It broke their spirit. And the scripture says that when Israel left, Egypt was so busy burying their dead that they didn't take notice of Israel leaving. God is going to supernaturally loose And he said, I don't have scripture for this. I do. The scripture says, I think it's in Matthew, that God is going to, right before harvest, says at the beginning of harvest, the first thing the Lord's going to do is he's going to send reapers into the earth And later on that chapter, he says, the reapers are angels. 
and they're going to remove from the earth all those who offend and commit iniquity in the body of Christ. <clears throat> what we're getting ready to see, we've never seen before. It's unprecedented except what happened at Egypt. The church is a type of Israel, and God is raising the church up for a light in the evening time. And the first thing that God did was, before he let them loose, was he began to loose a death angel in Egypt. I don't know how, but I'm telling you this, that God is loosened the angel. And I told you this a couple weeks ago, it's the same angel that God loosed in Egypt that he's going to loosen this hour. Because we are not going to have to get our hands dirty. And we don't have the ability to discern a man's heart. So God is going to do what he wants to do. But I also know this, that the greatest hour that the church has ever seen is upon us, and we're stepping into it. And the Bible says the book of Acts was the former reign. And as great as that was, the Lord said, before it comes back, he said, I am giving you the former reign and the latter reign at the same time. So it's not only what happened in the early church. God said there is an addition of something that has not yet been released that's going to be enjoined with that in the body of Christ by the power of the Lord. And so may the Spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, you need to rest in this. We can't fix America. We've already tried to use voting and that didn't work. This is way beyond man's ability. This is now a war between Satan and the Lord Jesus Christ. And to my knowledge, the devil has never beat Jesus. Even when it looked like he was dead on the third day, he opened his eyes, told death, get off of me, walked out of the grave, declared in revelations, I am he who was dead, but I am alive forevermore. The church will not die. This This is not the best there is. This is just the beginning, saith the Lord, of the end time church, of the resurrection, of the body of Christ being raised up in this hour. Very quick couple points. Nobody left sick, Egypt. Bible said not one was feeble. Years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, there's coming a moment without their laying on of hands across the world, I'm going to heal the body of Christ at one time. He said, in some time zones, they'll be asleep. In other time zones, they'll be awake. But God said, I'm going to loose divine healing in the body of Christ in one moment. And they're all going to be healed by the power of the Lord. The scripture says this over and over. There are several verses that the Bible says, God will preserve our strength. God will preserve our strength. He'll preserve our youth. And many of you, hallelujah 
hallelujah, God has loosed a Caleb anointing in this hour. I shouldn't preach like this at 68, but I feel like Caleb or David. I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. I loose healing upon you. May God rejuvenate your spirit. May you get rid of the weariness and the heaviness. May God get inside of your ankle bones and make you shout the glory of the Lord and give you a sweet spirit of the Lord. Psalms 92 says this, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish and they shall bring fruit in old age. Verse 23, verse 22 of Deuteronomy 11, it says, For if you shall diligently keep all these commandments which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all of his ways and cleave unto him, then will the Lord drive out all these nations from before you. You shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place whereon the sole of your feet. Remember, thy kingdom come. Thy sole of thy foot come. The reason God is going to give us some places that we are putting our feet on is because when we step on it, it's not our foot, but it's Jesus. Hallelujah. Christ in us, the hope of glory. That every place you put the sole of your feet shall tread shall be yours. Verse 25, there shall no man be able to stand before you, for the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread upon you, uh, as he has said on all the land. What we're getting ready to operate in is going to scare the devil to death. We've not seen it on this wise, and I don't think demons have seen it on this wise what we're getting ready to behold by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I believe that God put this in my spirit, that when the trumpet sounds, it's going to happen in a time in which the church is in the last great harvest, and we're walking in victory. And the Lord's just going to say, come up higher. <clears throat> I don't see it happening with us hiding behind doors. I don't see it happening with us locked down. I don't see it happening with us trying to come into service and everybody has a mask on and you have to present a vaccine card at the door. I do not believe that's going to happen. I believe that the greatest liberties, the enemy has had great success. Now God is flipping it. <clears throat> and now the church is going to have great success by the power of the Lord. You hear me by the Spirit. We're getting ready to have church in Bridgestone Arena. I believe that we're going to put 20,000 people in Bridgestone Arena. Hallelujah. Where they've showed up 
for every secular group, they're going to show up because of the sound of the glory of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. May faith be loosed in this building. May God begin to give you a revelation that I can walk in the earth in days of heaven upon the earth. You need to tell the devil right now, no more. Hallelujah. We break this thing in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. As my prayer partners come and those that are coming for, to be prayed for, that you've already signed up, you can come over to the side here and I'll pray for you. What I'm believing God for next, I know that we've seen federal level Roe versus Wade reverse. I'm asking God to reverse it in every state. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> and I'm asking God to remove every politician that is trying to push abortion on a state level. May God remove them from their office, however the Lord sees fit. And may God begin to replace them, hallelujah, with men that will stand for the protection of what's in the womb. I think the enemy in the spirit realm has tried to abort the souls of men that are in the womb of the church. <clears throat> and as God is reversing it there, he's reversing things in the spirit. It's funny because for so long, churches have tried to do two things. Be successful, have great buildings, great crowds. And what the enemy didn't realize, what they didn't realize, was that if you'll just lift up Jesus, all the rest of it just happens. Hallelujah. 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 <clears throat> if you need God, if you're in a dire state, you need God to reverse something. And today you can tell the Lord, God, I'm believing that today I'm going to step out of Egypt. And you need somebody to agree with you that the days of heaven are descending upon you. Come quickly and find a prayer partner. I guess everybody's free. Amen. Well, if you know me, I don't give long altar calls. So we'll wait for those to come that are coming. And then we'll just come ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
This week, I want you, in your time that you seek the Lord, I want you to begin to tell the Lord, God, show me how to walk with days of heaven upon the earth. The Lord said this also to him. He said, and I will multiply your children and I'll protect them. For those of you that have unsaved children, may the Spirit of the Lord today begin to reach out to your children. Some are married. Some have never known the Lord. May this, the Holy Ghost begin to draw your children wherever they are, or whatever state they're in, whatever country you're in that you're listening. May God begin to touch your children. Hallelujah. And may God begin to pull them in in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, the rest of us, let's get in as close as we can. And we're going to, I want you to come into agreement with what I preached today. Hallelujah. People say, well, you know, serving God is more about spiritual blessing. It is about spiritual blessing, but it's also about natural blessing. And what we've declared when we gave our offering, we're the head and not the tail. We're the lender and we're not the borrower. That God rebukes the devourer. That every one of you that have a mortgage, it's a tither, that God would break that thing in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I ask you, you said there's no sorrow. God, there's no crying. There's no death. There's no grief in heaven. God, may that spirit begin to descend upon your sons and daughters right now in the name of the Lord. That God, the spirit of heaviness would be broken. The devourer would be broken financially off of thy people. God, that you would give them inventions and God ideas. Divine favor in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, bless us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Terry, do we have anybody? Okay. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Falling in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to give somebody an opportunity to receive Jesus here today. If you're not here, would you just bow your head? Just bow your head right where you are. If you need Jesus in this room today, if you're watching online and you need Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to receive him right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around just for a moment. If you would just say, Pastor Candy, I know that I'm not where I should be with Christ. To receive Jesus as my personal Savior. Would you slip up your hand and slip it back down? 
Would you just slip it up and slip it back down? I want to pray for you right where you are. Jesus loves you. Right where you are online, I want to pray with you. Everybody across this building, from front to back and side to side, I want us to pray this prayer together before we go into this next song. I'm telling you, God is breaking strongholds. Everybody under the sound of my voice. Father, I come to you. Come on. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. But I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died on a cross and he rose again that I could have eternal life. So, Lord, would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord of my life? Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Come on. I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Now, I've got a word for somebody online right now. The Lord spoke to me. You're in a correctional facility. You are incarcerated in prison and you have given your life to Christ and you're praying that God will bring heaven to earth in that facility. The Lord says to tell you, son, I have heard your prayers and the Lord says the Holy Ghost is gonna sweep through that facility. God says there will be a baptism of the Holy Ghost in that correctional facility. And God says from side to side, men and women will be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God says the guards are gonna stand by and say, what has happened? And your response will be this. These are the days of heaven upon the earth. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. My soul, God is in control. I'm not sitting on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. He's attacking every day, but I'm watching while I pray. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. This means war.
have my increase. Amen. You can't have my break. Amen. Amen. Make sure I'm on here. I am. Um, we wanted to send this couple out. This is Will and Jordan Barnett. And I've known Jordan since she was just a young, young girl. Watched her walk through cancer victoriously. And her and her husband, Will, are going out to be youth pastors. And so we just wanted to lay hands on today. Uh, Boyd, Jordan's father is probably he was our first person right he was our first member first member of our church yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah this i'm is, really sorry about that yeah. this this is a wonderful family boyd and heather smith and their daughter jazz uh jordan jasmine is my daughter sorry i'll, I'll claim you That's a <laughs> but uh they have been a wonderful part of our church for many years and i've seen Boyd Smith work all night long at his job and uh, computers and all that smart stuff and come straight to church and serve through service. This is a very committed, wonderful family that we love and we honor you. And so we're excited about the hand of God on your life for the next season. We want to lay hands on you and bless you and send you out. We're just so happy that God is using you for his power, for his glory in this season. Amen. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for this young couple. Thank you, for Jordan thank you God, that they've given their hearts to you. Lord, I thank you that when the enemy came in to destroy Jordan, that you spared her life. And God, we ask you that your favor, your anointing would be upon them. God, that you would give them wisdom to fulfill all that you've called them to do. Bless them now, Lord. Go before them. Prepare their path. Remove the obstacles. Strengthen them, Lord, with great wisdom and anointing. God, to do all that the kingdom needs them to do. God, we bless them. God, we send them out. We ask the hand of God be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. I don't, uh, I, th I think I, sometimes I'm not sure if I've conveyed what I'm really trying to say, preaching. But what I want you to understand is that God has turned the page, not just in this nation, but in this earth. And he is pulling down strongholds that seem to be insurmountable. And so you have the God-given right, if you will change in your mind, that I'm not living in Egypt anymore. I'm living as days of heaven on the earth. So when you get up in the morning, I want you to think about it, that heaven is here. Don't think in terms of, man, I got to, I hope this doesn't happen and struggling. Start thinking about, God says, I will let you live as days of heaven upon the earth. The best thing about that is that God's in heaven. The 
Holy Spirit in Christ, so that means that He's going to be with you all day long. Amen. Well, I love you. Uh, God bless you. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday at the podcast, and then we'll see you next week. We're getting ready to go into our three days of fasting and prayer. Uh, you want to be a part of that, and that's going to be wonderful. So till I see you again, God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.